I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host and the founder of Miles to Memories, joined as always by Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies and MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, who's going to join us in progress. So for now, it's just me and Joe. As a reminder, if you like this show, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app or head over to mtmpodcast.com for all the links to subscribe, apply for cards or anything else. Joe, I'm here in the Caribbean in the middle of the sea recording this. Technology is grand. Satellite internet is holding up so far. How are you doing? I'm impressed with your setup, Sean. I was a little bit uh, nervous that you were saying you were going to be calling in from the boat this week, but so far, so good. And of course, we have backups running just in case. I mean, tell me a little bit about your cruise. So glad to see you there. That means that all of you tested negative. You know, you had to test before you got on the ship, right? Yeah. And I'll talk about that in a second because there is a process and I think people should know about it. And it's either going to be way daunting for some people or, or people won't really care all that much about it. But yeah, the reason the internet's working so well is we're on Odyssey of the Seas, which is Royal Caribbean's brand new ship that just debuted. So it has the latest internet tech, I guess. Even has Chromecast on your TV so you can cast from your device with the internet package right to the TV. So we watched Netflix last night. It's like living in the future right now. So definitely appreciate it. Are you in port or are you like at sea right now? Where are you guys? Yeah, we are in the middle of the sea. This is a sea day. So we are sailing from, we left Fort Lauderdale and I think we go to Roatan, Honduras tomorrow. So we're somewhere in between the two in the middle of the ocean. I can't see any land anywhere. How come your video is not going up and down with the waves, Sean? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not, I, I get how physics works. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how come, the question is, how come my, my internet quality is better out in the middle of the ocean than it is at home? I think that's the... The question that most people will be. Well, we got we to gotta give it a whole podcast before we make that declaration. Yeah, but uh, yeah. right now, right now it's, it's looking pretty good. It is looking good. And that's, uh, that's exciting. Before we get into the cruise, and I want to talk about all the logistics of what was went on. How has your week been? Anything interesting happening? Not too much going on. We had another snow day. Uh, it was an ice day this time, which, I mean, it was the right call. There was like 200 accidents or something because it was just like freezing rain all during the morning commute. So the majority of schools that were north of the ice band closed. So that's Boston and north of that. Unfortunately, that means that school as of right now on February 7th is ending on June 27th. Winter isn't even over yet. We've had snow days as late as April. So I'm not feeling too good about uh, getting out before June 30th, which is the last day we can contractually work. Well, that's uh, that's no good. When do you go back? Like right before Labor Day? Or after Labor Day? I go back before Labor Day, but the kids don't come back until after Labor Day, which is partially why everything is pushed back so far. You know, my kids, they have like one and a half days of school the week before Labor Day, but that subtracts two days off the summer. So I feel like I wish Boston would do that, but it is what it is. It's crazy that Vegas went the opposite way and, you know, we go back like early August now, which I feel like just robs the kids of their summer. Plus, it's never oh, did fun it to not be in school. Used to be like that? Like used to go back like the it? third week of August and they changed it. They they maneuvered things so they go back like the first week of August. So they changed it a couple of weeks. So it's brutally hot when they go back. Like it's still prime summertime. So 100 plus degrees, but 
I think they did it that way the first semester ends right before Christmas. Because how it used to be is you'd have the holiday break and you'd come back for like a week before you did all your exams and stuff. And I think kids lost a lot of momentum there. So it makes sense because that way when they leave for their holiday break, they've already finished their semester. They finished their tests, everything else. It makes sense. But it's it's funny when you hear the East Coast going back after Labor Day. Just one of the many beautiful reasons America is great, right? Everything is so different everywhere. Yeah. By the way, I saw just a random aside. They're doing a Eurovision style music contest for just i guess the 50 states like everyone from the different states are going to be doing a eurovision type contest yeah it sounds really cool we'll see if they pull it off i know people are very into eurovision it'll be interesting to see the uh u.s states version of that and we'll see the diversity of this country in song and are we talking about a will ferrell movie right now or what uh no real world baby it's uh (laughs) It must be. It must be on NBC. I must. Have, I must have seen it during like the Olympics or something like that. You know that? Do you know that movie I'm talking about where he goes to Eurovision or whatever and competes? Yes, I do know. <laughs> Isn't Eurovision beyond just the European countries now? Don't they have other countries in Eurovision I, as well? I think it's like expanding, and you know, maybe maybe we'll send our best state to Eurovision sometime in the future. But of course, they were gonna make it. You know, Eurovision. I think it started out very pure, but of course. U.S. network television has figured out a way to monetize it even more so. So Mark is here, just off the phone, fighting with uh, customer service with a not, large not even international off the bank. Phone. You're not oh, even really? off the phone. I had to go to the bank. I had to go to the branch. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm still very upset about this. And, and even sitting here, I was told it's corrected, but it doesn't appear to be corrected. I was going to say, we signed up for the Bank of America Premium Rewards card a couple weeks ago in my wife's name, and I'm an authorized user. Got the new card, made a larger purchase after, you know, within the first few purchases, was declined. Never got the fraud alert or anything. Usually, Bank of America will send you the text, and you say, one, yes, this was me. Good to go. Didn't get it. Um, Got an email, like, days later, so... My wife called in and, yeah, that was us, whatever. Okay, good to go. So use the card some more, fine to go. Another big purchase, no good. So we called in this past weekend and she's going back and forth with the lady on the phone and they said, well, what was this purchase for? And my and my wife, of course, said it was a gift card. <laughs> oh, at, which, at which point, you know, I'm driving in the car next to her. I just drop my head down and I go, uh, normally... Still not a big deal. I mean, it was only a $500 purchase. It wasn't like some multi-thousand dollar purchase or anything like that. There's a deal at Meyer right now where you get $5 in M-Perks back if you buy $50 gift cards. So $500 Home Depot gift card gets you $50 in free groceries. So while we were getting groceries, we grabbed one of those to take advantage of it and use it for some stuff that we had to do anyway. So the lady's like, well, either that's for personal use or a gift and, you know, a lot of fraud issues, blah, blah, blah. And she, she like, this takes like 30 minutes. And she says, I got to go to back to my supervisor, get approval to release this because it was a gift card or something like that. I wasn't on the phone. So she comes back and says, um, you're going to need to go in the bank and verify that you are who you say you are and show two form- forms of ID. And my wife, my wife, I can see in her face. She's about to like lose it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it sounds ridiculous so far just because it's just a single gift card. But and it, this is like uh, the entire car ride, like a 35 minute car ride on the phone with this person. And she's already said multiple times. Yes, that was us. I made the purchase. I'm calling from my cell phone registered to my account. So I grab the phone and I get on the uh, call with the lady because I'm like, there's no way around this. Come on. So I get on the phone and she she answers it like I just called in and she picked up. She's like, yes, how may I help you? What card would you like to discuss today? And I was like, the same card. 
And <laughs> what do you mean? Like, my wife just handed me the phone. What, what are you talking about? She, she's that's, like, okay. Wait, hold on. So she literally, like, just resets her script. <laughs> yes. Just, like, she's like, like, she like resets. A so, <laughs> so my wife hands me the phone. The lady can hear me say, give me the phone. And I get on the phone. I'm like, yes, hello. She's like, yeah. What would you like to discuss today? And I was like, what? I'm like, I want to talk about the fraud thing. Yeah, can I, uh, what, which card is that that you'd like to discuss? So I have to give her the card number again. And then she's like, okay, can I text you to verify you on the account? And then I can speak to you about this card. I'm like, fine, whatever. So we get into it and I'm like, you know, we've already verified that the charges, we made the charges. What, what's the problem? She said, well, fraud and stuff, we're, we're just nervous. So you have to go to in the, in the uh, bank to verify. I said, well, can I personally go since I'm an authorized user? Can I go in? She said, well, let me get with the uh, manager and and double check that. I said, okay, when we go there, who do we talk to? Do we have to talk to a banker? Can we do it at the teller since it's just two forms of ID? And she's like, oh, when you go into the branch, there will be a person there that will ask you questions. She can help you. And that person can help you and and direct you to where you need to go. But you might want to set up an appointment. I said, okay, so I have to meet with a banker then. She's like, oh, you know, when you go there, they can help you. So she didn't want to say, like, I don't think she knew where we had to go or who we had to talk to. So I'm like, okay, never been into a branch of Bank of America ever in her life. Like, she's just reading what they're telling her to say, right? I mean, yeah, I'm like, all right, whatever. And she's like, is there anything else I can help you with? I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for verification that I can do it as an authorized user. She said, yes, you're okay to do it. I'm like, okay, totally skeptical at this point. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work out. So today I go to Bank, (laughs) go to Bank of America. And that's why I'm late to the podcast. So I go to the the one closest to my house is closed temporarily because of COVID. Time out. I, yeah. You should have gotten someone to make a DoorDash order from Bank of America on your way there. It would have been even more efficient. Okay, sorry. Time in. There, there you go. I would have saved the mileage. So the one, <laughs> the one closest to my house, temporarily closed. All right. So I go to the, the the second closest one, pull up. There's a security guard outside, you know, standing there. I go to walk in. The branch is locked even though it was supposed to open an hour and a half ago. And he's on his cell phone. I'm like, dude, like, is the branch locked? He's like, yeah, we're not open yet. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, but we'll be opening later. I said, well, what, what's later? Like, what time? He's like, oh, I don't even know that. <laughs> so, they're, <laughs> so they're paying a guy to stand up front for a bank that's not open yet. That should be open, but they didn't, you know, publish this at all. So I don't know, staffing issues. So I drive to this other bank, Third Bank of America, walk in. The guy in front of me is having the same verification issue. And they're like, oh, well, we have appointments today. It's going to be busy. So why don't you just wait and we'll put you on the list and we'll fit you in when we can. You know, an hour and 15 minutes goes by before a banker frees up, even though there's like six bankers working in this thing. And I've yet to wait a long time at a bank. Usually bankers, there's never any paperwork on their desk. They're not doing anything. They're just sitting there waiting for people to walk in most of the time. Well, it's the only branch open, it seems like. So that's probably why they're so busy. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, do you want to set an appointment? I'm like, no, I want to get this done. Like, I got to get this done. I just want to be over with this. So finally, I go to this. Uh, it's a mortgage guy. And the, the guy feels so bad that I've been waiting there. He, he's like, he'll help. So he calls into to Bank of America on his number. And it's asking, like, if you want mortgages and stuff. So I think he was getting routed because he's the mortgage guy. And it's like, for anything else, push five. He pushes five. No, you have to pick a number. For anything else. And they go through the whole script again. Push five. He pushes five. They hang up on him. We do this all over again. <laughs> go through all the, the prompts. Pushes five. Nothing. Goes through the prompts again, pushes fives, hangs up on him. So even the bankers cannot get to a Bank of America representative at this point. I'm like, hey, do you want the like the fraud number that's on the account when I log in that says you have to call this uh, to get it cleared? So we call that and like a 20 minute hold and then somebody comes on and we go back and forth and 
she asks him for codes and he gives her codes. And then, then she talks to me and I verify that the transaction we did try to make. And then she goes back to the banker, verifies some more codes with him. Never even asks him if I am who I've said. Did you check his ID? Any of that. Doesn't ask any questions like that. And then says, okay, the account's unlocked. Uh, you're good to go. So two and a half hours later, uh, you know, I verified I am who I said I am. And they did let it happen for authorized user. Even the banker was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I said, I triple checked it. They said authorized user work. So she says, you're good to go. I get home. I log in and I still get the same prompt on my Bank of America account that says, you must call in. This card is on lockdown. Well, hopefully it's just a, you know, like a delay or something. And oh man, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't count on that, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> hope, spring, I, I, hope springs eternal, Sean. <laughs> yes. This is like, I'm more, I'm almost more frustrated with this than with the whole city thing, because at least city was like on the phone. I didn't have to go sit in a branch and then to go through all this and be told it's good to go. And for the account to not be released right away. I don't, I have no faith that it's, it's going to work out. I think we're going to have to call again, but if we have to go in a branch, my wife was like, I was about to tell her to go F herself and <laughs> that we're canceling all our accounts. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You gotta wait till the bonus posts. And then, then we can close whatever you want to close. <laughs> So those were uh, some expensive $50 in free groceries as far as the time goes. Yeah. I mean, if the $500 bonus posts for the whole thing, I mean, a couple hours wasted, it will probably be worth it. But yeah, I, I'm like, and he's like, well, you know, now you can go use the card. And and, and then he's like, your wife, uh, she's uh, she can be gold rewards, which if you're a preferred member, you get a bonus. It's like 25% more points for gold level. If you get to platinum, it's 75%. I was like, okay, cool. So does she need to do anything? Oh, yeah, she needs to come in and then tell us that she wants it. And then we turn it on. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> and he made the joke. Yeah, we're not Wells Fargo's. We don't just turn stuff on. I'm like, you could just make it so you turn it on online. Like, why would I have her come sit an hour to make 25% more points? No, thanks. I have platinum honors. I've had it for years and I never went to a bank. So I don't know how I, it's been so many years since I actually, yeah, I thought I it was just automatic, but maybe he's probably trying I'll, to sell I'll poke around, you know? Yeah. I'll poke around and see if I can turn it on. But I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. But this is just, but, it, it's bizarre. Is this not the downside of this hobby though, that people don't like to talk about, right? I mean, this stuff happens to everybody, whether it's this or other examples that we've talked about on the podcast or, I mean, for us, it's still worth it, right? I still feel the hobby and everything we do is worth it, but this is what really turns some people off because they don't want to have to deal with this kind of stuff. It's like a nightmare to them. The worst is when it happens to the spouse and <laughs> that, like if this was to me, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Like, okay, I'll figure it out. Like, we'll make it work. But when I have to go back to her and have her make a third phone call, likely, it's going to be death roll. And I'm glad I didn't have her go to the branch. I was like, you know what? I'll try myself. I expected it to take 20 to 30 minutes. And if she had been sitting there, she would have lost her mind. I mean, yes, we could have set up an appointment, um, which probably would have been a little bit quicker. But I saw people with appointments still taking 20 minutes to get seen. And then who knows how long they're back there. It feels like you're at the um, the social security office when you... <laughs> When you go to a bank, like everything takes forever with a banker, like no matter what. I remember doing like those chase business bonuses, which were, you know, really good and worth it. But just even the tedious process with an appointment and having to sit through the banker and it took him like an hour to process the account. Like that was enough for me. I'm like, I just don't like in branch stuff. And like, I've had many good years of customer service with Bank of America only because I've never had to deal with their customer service. I remember <laughs> way back in the day with both Wells Fargo and Bank of America having terrible experiences in branch when I used to have to go visit. So 
I will say the branch employees were super nice, but they really can't do anything. I mean, they call the same numbers we call. So it's like, what's the point of going to a branch? I mean, I had to, to verify whatever, even though they didn't verify anything. But, you know, they're calling the same number. Like when I did the Chase Business account and I had to go to a Chase Business banker because everything got messed up. She called the same number I called and had like the same 45 minute wait. Well, what's the point here? If you're an employee, you should have like a backdoor way in. So the moral of the story is don't buy, don't tell the bank you're buying gift cards. Because uh, that'll... Uh, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's I mean, it's just, not even it's like bizarre. it's a crazy amount. It's a $500 gift card, a merchant gift card for Home yeah, Depot, like, which Kirsten, is very regular. You f- go with groceries. Like, we were buying groceries and a gift card was added. You just say groceries. And they're like, well, that's a lot. Yeah, we're feeding a lot of people. That's it. That's all you had to do. <laughs> Jasmine would have done the same thing. I, I know that. Jasmine don't worry, Kirsten. It's not your fault. He's not blaming you. Okay, he's just he's just mad at the situation. All right, Mark, you're sleeping on the couch. You're, at Mark, right Mark, now. Mark, you're sleeping on the couch on Thursday. All right, so just as, if you don't want to sleep on the couch on Friday, you better dial it back right now. Well, and then we go to uh, we had to use. She had gotten a new the Discover card, which we talked about last episode. And I said, okay, we got to buy one more, you know, with this, and then we'll hit the fifteen hundred, and it'll be good. So as I take the phone, we're at a different place that we had to pick up some stuff, a grocery store, like a couple odds and ends. And she goes in, she comes back, and I was like, oh, did you use the platinum card, which she's supposed to use for everything because it's got the five times grocery and restaurant. And she said, no, I used the pink card, the Discover card. And I was like, oh. <laughs> In defense of her and all of our uh, spouses, you know, they, well, I don't know about Jess because she only they lets don't... him get one credit card a <laughs> yeah, year. Jess but... <laughs> Look, okay, we they do a lot. have been destroying on that Nordstrom card. So, you know, we're all good over here. <laughs> it's like Benji with his uh, Banana Republic card. He's just like, oh, I can't get enough free Gap clothing. <laughs> oh, you're rubbing it in, Mark. That mine got shut down years ago for not using it. Because for a while I didn't get targeted and then... I didn't use it, and then they shut it down. And Benji's still got that free Banana Republic stuff going. But yeah, the fun things we do, but we do get benefit from them. Like, uh, you know, got a good discount on the cruise I'm on right now. So that's uh, that's fun. And we talked about it earlier, what a, what a miracle it is that I can do this from the middle of the ocean without breaking up and stuff. And as I say that, it says my Wi-Fi is unstable. So who knows what, what the rest of the show will <laughs> yeah. be like. We know it's probably you need well to get done. those you need to get those Jurassic Parks sat phones and while you're cruising. All right, so let's talk about the the cruise experience and actually specifically more the COVID requirements for families. And as we talked about on the podcast, the three of us all had COVID what a little over a month ago. So Ellie's had COVID; she's not vaccinated, and there are rules like everybody who's 12 and over on the ship has to be vaccinated. There's no exceptions to that rule. And of course, Jasmine and I are vaccinated, Ellie not. So we had to do two different kind of requirements. First, we had to, for us, take an antigen test two days before the cruise. It had to be within two days of the cruise. Thankfully, you know, I scheduled that ahead at CVS, did one of their rapid tests. The reason I chose, we could have also done a PCR, but as we've talked about, PCRs can sometimes linger with positive results. And since we only had COVID about a month ago, we decided it's safer to do antigen tests. And uh, of course, they came up negative, and that was great. But Ellie's PCR could have been taken within three days, and because those take a little longer, she took hers the day before at CVS. That came back fairly quickly. So we arrived in Florida with three negative tests and uh, everything else uh, that we needed. Our, our uh, All of our documentation had to be uploaded, our vaccine cards, all of that had to be done ahead of time on the Royal Caribbean app. So you kind of do a lot of the work ahead of time. The nice thing about when you arrive at the cruise port is because you're with an unvaccinated person, they like whisk you away from the masses right away. 
take you to like this private security. Actually, it's the same security that they use for like people who pay for upgraded boarding to get through. And then you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Really We're sell- gonna... You're really selling it. I, we need to no, bring it, some small children <laughs> some, with us. That's a 4D chess right there, Sean. <laughs> you... No, I mean, seriously, like we arrive, we, the, we give the porter our bags. This person comes over and says, is she vaccinated? We say no. And they rip us away from the, from the masses. And there was a decent line of people waiting to check in and all of that. And we go right to this metal detector. And then beyond that, right for her at the port COVID test. So she had to take one ahead of time, a PCR and then she had to take an antigen test at the port. And uh, they do that. They swab you. And then you go check in. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. We're going to, you know, 20 minutes for this rapid test. We're going to be on the boat. We just skipped this line. This is fantastic. So we check in. And then they have you, like, go through this maze of things to the waiting room, which is make, which you're physically separated from the rest of the people who are vaccinated, getting on the boat, all of that stuff. So when we get there, there's probably three or four other families in this area no big deal. Like we're expecting, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be 10, 15 minutes. And so we sit there, 20 minutes goes by. None of the families that were there before us have left. Now there's like 10 families. And then a few minutes later, there's 15 families and then 25 families. And this little area is like packed full of people because there's no more space. And then finally, so they somebody... just contaminated everyone. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so finally, like one of the people uh, that was there before us, he goes up and complains and the person was like, we don't know what's going on. You should be getting an email with your results, but we'll go check. So they go check downstairs, find out. They call it, this is what they said. It was a glitch. They said there's some sort of a glitch and the results are not getting sent out. So Bank after like America an hour and a half, <laughs> after like almost an hour and a half, like an hour and 15 minutes, I think of us sitting there, this person comes back with like a thick stack of papers with test results. So they had just been collecting the test results downstairs and nobody bothered to tell the families, uh, to go. I think the the way that they normally do it is the family gets the email with the result, they bring it to the person and then they verify it and then you go through. But so they did that and then to add insult to injury, the stack was in reverse order. So the people who had just gotten there got called first and the people who had been waiting the longest like us had been ha- had to wait. So that was a little frustrating, but Royals playing 4D chess there. Yeah, something Unless like that. So yeah. they wanted to see how bad you really wanted to cruise. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we did. Imagine if the guy hadn't said anything. Imagine if the guy hadn't said anything. Yeah, you guys, you guys still be there. You would think that like the employee would have been like, "Oh, you guys have been here a while. What's going on? Let me go check." No, uh, let me just. The only thing I can explain is this is South Florida we're talking about, and if you've ever spent a good amount of time in South Florida, you realize that things operate on a different time frame. So. Are you I trying to say island to time in South Florida? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like person was probably on break and they just didn't, you know, didn't care to do it. Uh, but, you know, they everybody was very friendly. The process was very smooth. They had it down. Every Even like as you, because there's a little bit of a walk, you had to go to another level. And then it's kind of like I said, a maze to get to where the waiting area was. They probably had employees every 20, 25 feet telling families where to go. So the whole process, even though you, you, know, you don't know what's going on, they do walk you through it. And that was good. And then we, you know, got on the ship. And there are a couple other kind of things. Uh, if you're vaccinated, then you get a wristband. If you're not vaccinated, you don't. There are some venues on the ship, mostly adult venues, that are vaccination only. I don't really think it's going to affect the experience with Ellie, really, the, the main theater she can go into. Like I said, it's mostly like uh, like nightclub type places that are vaccinated only. And uh, the kids club is open. She's allowed to do that. The only other restriction, and somehow I missed this, Joe, my travel agent didn't tell me about this, and I was so focused on the COVID testing restrictions that I missed this, is that we're not allowed to leave the ship unless we book an, an official excursion from the cruise company. I knew this wasn't the case last year. I did not realize it was still going on. Not a huge deal. 
I would have, uh, there was one port we were planning on getting off and we may still buy a cruise excursion directly to do that. But for the most part, we were going to stay on the ship anyway. So it worked out well for us, but that's something to be aware of. If you're cruising with an unvaccinated child, you're going to have to pay the cruise line those higher prices for those excursions just to get off the ship. You can't just get off and walk around. You can't do that. So if you, if you are vaccinated, then you can get off and walk around without excursions? Yeah, and if you're vaccinated, absolutely. But if you're in a party like us, let's say I wanted to get off and I'm on the ship with Ellie, they know that. So you have to like go to them and make arrangements so they know what's going on with the kid. Like if Jasmine stayed behind, I could do that, but I believe, but uh, you have to arrange it with them, which I'm not going to do that. But the, yeah, I mean, it's... Are you allowed to get off the private island though? The Yes, that's island? the one place we are allowed to get off, off on their private island on Coco Cay. So we'll be able to enjoy the beach there, everything else. This is Odyssey of the Seas, which is Royal Caribbean's newest ship. So there's plenty of things to do. There's bumper cars. There's a flow rider. There's skydiving simulator. There's that 300-foot-tall observation tower. There's pools. There's The kids' club is pretty amazing and widespread. So lots of, lots of things for us to do and explore. And I actually like port days for that, especially if you're not looking to do too much of port. I like the ships are less busy, much quieter when everybody's off the ship. So it's cool to uh, to explore a little bit. So looking forward to that. And sharing the experiences uh, there, but it was fine. I think if you just kind of read all this stuff ahead of time, make sure you have your tests, make sure you print out your COVID tests because you're asked for them several times as you go through the process. And, you know, that's really, and the vaccination cards as well. Have all that ready, be prepared to show it a bunch of times and uh, you should be good. So just check out been, the, the, what they say on their website. I've been thinking about that. Like the vaccination card is just a piece of cardboard pretty easy to to lose so i don't even know what somebody would do like do you just have to get shots again if you misplace that at some point i mean <laughs> it seems kind of crazy that everything revolves around this uh, uh paper card that they put a couple stickers on that you could easily misplace at any point so i don't know how that uh, you know maybe i should look into that but i don't know how that would go for future travels if you ever do like even if you're traveling on a ship and you leave it behind in the room or whatever it just seems like a crazy amount depends on it and it's it's like irreplaceable essentially I think there are apps that you can, like, I think you can put it on clear. And I know that Massachusetts has rolled out an app for us to include our things. And I know that CVS, like you can pull up your records online. I think what I screwed up was I got two shots at CVS and one at a Walgreens. So I'm like, if the booster becomes, you know, required or whatever, I think that's going to be confusing. But I got to imagine that I need to look into this, but there must be apps that you can use. Maybe Sean knows. Well, there, I know that there, I believe there's some central database uh, that they can validate that because you get the lot number on your card. So I don't know, I haven't done any research on this. I do know that you have the lot number. So I don't know why you couldn't recreate the card with a provider. Let's say you went to go get another shot that if you showed them the picture of it, perhaps you could get somebody to, to fill in the information. I don't know, but uh, definitely take pictures of your, your stuff at the very least. So you have a backup of that. So you have the dates, the lot number of the, the dose, all the stuff that's on there. So hopefully you can recritic. This is going to certainly be a problem that a lot of people have. So yeah, we should research it and let people know the official stance on that. Clear, I do have mine in the Clear app as well uh, because I had to do it for an event in Las Vegas. So uh, it is uploaded there and they have that verified. But, uh, you know, not everywhere uses the, the same thing. And Royal really wanted to see the physical card. That was very important to them. They checked three different times, so... I don't know what would happen if we didn't have it. <laughs> and, then, and to Joe's point um, on the boosters, if they require it, it's probably going to be within six months. So everybody that's already gotten a booster 
you know, when you travel, you're probably going to have to get another one if, if that's required. So I guess, Joe, if you do get another one before you travel somewhere, just make sure you go back to CVS. I think the scenario that you outlined, Mark, where you like leave the card in your room or whatever, you're kind of screwed. But you actually reminded me that when I got my booster, I went to a different place, but then they just gave me a sticker to put on top of the card. However, when Jess went to get her booster, for some reason, they just took all the information from her original card and then the pharmacist just refilled it into a new card. So I do think Sean is right that like if I have a picture of my old card, I can go to you know, and Walgreens and CVS has records that we went there, right? So if we need to get a new card, I think that's the way we could do it. I'm sure some listener has thought about all this, so they should email. Or done it. <laughs> yeah, or done it. So if you know, email uh, podcast at milestonememories.com. And we, if your information is good, we'll give you a shout out next week. Absolutely. So yeah, it's been fun. I, I'll have more on the ship. You know, we've only been on the ship less than about a day, right? So this is our first full day on the ship, so... A lot of stuff to to experience, and I'll share that on a future show. But I was a little, you know, there was a lot going on. I was nervous until we got the test results. Once we had the test results, I was fine. I didn't expect Ellie to test positive at the port, so it went went really well. Now, what didn't go so well, Joe, was my flight on JetBlue, because as has been the case three times this last year, JetBlue is just really a terrible experience, and flight was delayed attacked. like three hours. I feel attacked. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I talk about this because just today, as we record this, the rankings, and I don't know whose rankings, but somebody's rankings of airlines top to bottom came in, and JetBlue ranked last, absolutely last, because of their on-time performance this last year. They've really struggled with staffing. That's what caused my flight to be three hours late. They had to wait for a crew to come in on a different plane from a different place to switch to my plane. So a plane was actually sitting there. They just didn't have a crew for it, but... I also had that flight last year where flight attendant thought a customer wasn't wearing their mask, which I thought they were, but whatever. We had to turn around in the middle of the night, so that was a big delay. And then my four-hour delay in Newark where I had to wait on the floor in like a crowded terminal till 1 a.m. And my mint seat was like deflated. The air in the, in the seat was deflated. So yeah, JetBlue hasn't been so great for me this year. I always liked them before that, but apparently I'm not alone. Aside from the fact that that is an ad hominem attack, and I don't appreciate that, I can totally see that I have been noticing that, you know, in the news, like the different stories about JetBlue and stuff like that. And I've started to wonder, I think because Boston has so many frequencies, then these delays and stuff don't have as big of an effect. JetBlue is basically a hub here in Boston. A lot of the flight attendants and pilots live here or in the area, and so they can kind of crew up or whatever but i remember you know like buffalo has like one and i only think of buffalo because of becky from site doing and also i have another friend who lives there they only have flights to a couple of cities out of buffalo and so there's only one or two flights per day so then if that gets canceled or delayed then you're just kind of screwed so i can i can see where the data from this argument is coming from i still i reject the attack but um, I can see how, you know, if you don't live in Boston or New York City or one of the big cities on the West Coast, all this coastal bias from JetBlue, shame on them. Yeah, and Vegas is a similar kind of market. We just have flights to their hubs. So I think Boston, JFK, Fort Lauderdale. We also have a flight to Newark, which is strange, and then Long Beach. So there's less of that, and that's probably why they can't just sub in a crew as easily. Whereas if they're in a crew hub like on the East Coast, they probably have extra crews, people they can call. But nonetheless, the rankings are out, and both Frontier and Spirit ranked higher than JetBlue. I just want to point that out. As we learned today that the companies most likely will be merging a $6.6 billion deal 
We'll have Frontier Airlines controlling 51.5% of the new airline, Spirit 48.5% of the new airline, low-cost carriers unite. What do you guys think? Bad news. I don't like it. One, the big front seat's probably uh, history, which makes me sad. The best deal in domestic travel. Two, you know, whenever we lose competitors, that, that's never a good thing for the consumer. Less uh, competition, higher prices. And these are kind of like the two that go against each other the most. So, you know, they're not going to be fair fighting each other any longer if, if this goes through. So I expect fares to go up. I'm guessing they'll be merging uh, some routes and consolidation, which means we'll have uh, less flights to, to some areas like if Frontier and Spirit both did it, you'd had a lot of different time windows to pick from. And they'll probably, if there was five or six between the two of them, they'll probably knock it down to like four and get rid of two times. So you have less options there. What's the next be- uh, best one? Like Allegiant? Like that's their biggest competitor now in the low-cost carrier. I don't think Southwest is a low-cost carrier anymore. So I think they'll be end up being priced near full-service airlines with a fraction of what you would get from a full-service airline. You're just worried that the big front seat is going away. That would be terrible, too. Nobody wants to pay extra just to be uh, at the front of the plane with a little bit of leg room. Like, you want the big front seat. I don't think we should uh, minimize, like, the impact that these two airlines have had on the airline industry. Every major airline has basic economy now because Spirit and Frontier attacked them by, you know, going into markets with direct flights, doing away basically with the hub-and-spoke model and attacking these direct flights. And often, as you pointed out, Mark, Spirit and Frontier attacked each other as well. You know, so you have certain routes where prices are much cheaper, and you're right, it's, it's only going to hurt the prices, because we've seen that as the airline industry consolidated. Every time we lost a big airline, we saw prices go up, we saw benefits change, uh, things were, were less consumer-friendly. And not that either one of these companies are particularly consumer-friendly, right? Their models are base fares and, and everything else. I'm excited if, if they do it quick enough that I can utilize my 100K status. So Here can, we go. Uh, Do you think they really can merge? The <laughs> <laughs> These two IT systems merging will be the, a complete poo show. It, oh, I can't even imagine the amount of errors and cancellations and ear ops, and they won't be able to... Uh, put you on a new flight because they don't do that. So they'll be like, hey, you know, it's Sunday. Maybe we'll get you out Wednesday. Have fun. It's going to be terrible. As Charles Barkley says, terrible. Mark, this entire time you guys have been talking, I've been looking for what I've been trying to find and I found it. Okay, Mark, I saw you have not written an article about this yet. Now, if you top this headline, man, I Oh, I did write it. I wrote an article this morning. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then wait, what what was your, what was your title? What was your title? It was, it was very uh, basic. It was not okay it was, because this Dan's deals frontier and spirit plan to merge and create an even larger, terrible airline. Okay. That, that wins for the uh, title for this one. There you go. So I would, I Mark, I, I was waiting. I was looking, I went to mouse memory to look for, cause I thought you would have an amazing title for this one, but uh, next time it was already, and it was I, already I know, buried. Take care of it. Went out at, uh, I think around eight 30 this morning. Also Secondary shout out to uh, Adam Bauer, travel fanboy. He said something to the effect of uh, breaking news, Frontier and Spirit combined into one big ultra low cost carrier that I will never fly. So that was pretty good, too. A lot of funny memes out there as well. Well, that's pretty short sighted. So I think that uh, I think saying that is I, I love Adam, but I don't I don't I don't agree with that at all. I think you should fly an airline that has the most convenient thing when it comes to, to route timing and price. Also, and I love Adam. Too, See, Joe, but I, no, Joe wait, was attacked out. by I love, <laughs> I love Adam, too. 
But I also love making the fun of the fact that he never flies any airline ever travel fanboys. So I don't, I don't think uh, <laughs> that's like, well, he started as that... Vegas fanboy. So now he went to travel fanboy. What will be his uh, next thing? No, I'm just he's going to yeah, be cruise yeah, fanboy. And he's, he's never going to step on a cruise ever <laughs> yes. in his entire life. <laughs> he said, I have a lot of love you, Adam. Love up, you, Adam. And I spent towards high at globalist last year. What should I spend towards this year? Um, and I forget what the other status was, but the one was MGM platinum. And I said, can one use MGM platinum if they never go to Vegas? <laughs> That was my response. So he's doing it for um, the memes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you can see Sean felt attacked after Joe felt attacked about JetBlue. So next up is some uh, negative Delta news, and then we can all get in on the fun. Yeah, well, we'll all be triggered. Just a couple other things to close this out. The both boards approved this, so this is a done deal as far as they're concerned. Obviously, regulators will have to do that. They will become the fifth largest airline in the United States, behind American, Delta, United, and Southwest. So they're still smaller than all the big ones, but. Certainly much bigger than Allegiant and some of the other smaller carriers. Perhaps this bigger airline combined that they'll have more resources to compete with the bigger four airlines because they are still smaller than them. And they don't have a huge amount of overlap. There are some routes that there's overlap, but they don't have a huge amount of overlap where they're competing directly. So I could see perhaps this uh, being good in that way, but I do agree with you. Every time we've lost an airline, prices have gone up. Things haven't been as good. So I'm going to hold my breath on that one. But... I'll be flying Frontier a lot this year, so we'll see how it goes. So, Mark, we decided we're going to do the DoorDash Diaries like once a month, something like that. But this week, you applied to to do Uber Eats, too. You want to talk a little bit quickly about that process? Yeah, we're slowing down the DoorDash Diaries because it's, uh, it's the Uber Notebook this week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, well, we'll find a new yeah. name for it, whatever. It's all Han, the same kind of I think umbrella. Han uh, pitched uh, Dasher Diaries. I kind of like that. Maybe we should call it Dasher Diaries. But... um. Yeah, so there was a deal on Swagbucks, which I'm a fan of Swagbucks, even though sometimes it's a pain to get stuff to post, much less like uh, being able to use your Bank of America credit cards. So they had a deal where you could sign up for Uber Eats through Swagbucks, and after your first delivery, you get $200 worth of Swagbucks. And I was like, oh, one delivery, 200 bucks, that sounds easy. Plus, I'll get to check out their platform a bit and see what it works works like. And it's been a complete catastrophe. I filled it out last Thursday or Friday, and I still haven't gotten my background check back, which DoorDash took like less than 24 hours to do. And then I, you know, trying to get ahead of things, I up tried to upload like uh, my a picture of my license and a picture of our uh, insurance on the car. And both of them, I got texts like saying, oh, your documentation has been accepted and approved. And then like a minute later, oh, there's issues verifying your your um, information. So they accepted and then rejected it. I don't know what's going on. And I did some research, and I guess this is an issue they've had where certain, like if it's a paper printout of your your insurance, it won't work right or it doesn't read it right. And I even did like a, a snip from online, so it was as clear as it could be. There's no distortion in the photo at all. It's like directly from the computer. And that didn't work. I write up on this stuff, people complaining about it. And this is a technology company. Like the fact that this is a problem years later is is pretty sad. And it's been going on for years. So they said, oh, go to this Uber Green thing. They had so many complaints about having bad customer service for their employees that they opened up these storefronts so you can go get this stuff taken care of. And I went and got it taken care of in a couple of minutes. The guy, you know, photocopied it and gave it a go. So I drive to the one near my house and there's a guy sitting inside there. And he's like, hey, we closed this site. Uh, you're going to have to do a... Well, you have some bad luck going places. I'm just going to say, like, you never you should go 
into any place because it's going to yeah, be Yeah, he's just sitting in there and I'm like trying to open the door. He's like, oh, th- what, how can I help you? And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get this verified so I can start doing stuff. And he said, you know, this site closed. I was like, oh, okay. Is there another one near here? He's like, oh, this was the last one in Michigan and they just closed it. So Uber has an issue with customer service. They open up these sites to help it and then they shut them all down without correcting any of the problems. So he's like, oh, you go on there and you do like a Zoom call with them, essentially. And then I'm like, how is that going to help verify, you know, my ID and stuff? Like, they can't do anything virtually. This is dumb. So I read somewhere else that to do this promo, you might not have to upload that stuff. Once your background check comes back, usually you have like a week. So as long as you make the one delivery before they require it, like a week out, then you, you should have enough to go by. But I still haven't gotten the background check. This is like four days later. So Uber basically blows. Um, I don't know how anybody gets hired. Maybe this is why they're short drivers, because nobody can get their stuff uploaded properly. And did the Swagbucks post? No, because I haven't made an Uber delivery yet. Oh, you got to do that. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to make one delivery. And I've read that people have had issues with it, and you have to show like a screenshot of the delivery and stuff. Like You have to reach out later, which it does seem like it'd be difficult for them to track this. I don't know. I'm sure it requires Uber reporting it, which... Uber seems to be the worst technology company out there because they can't handle their own internal technology. So who knows? So they must not send that out and you have to reach out to Swagbucks and fight for it a bit. If you uh, need to make a Uber delivery, I think there's a Bank of America that could use lunch right about now. I felt bad. I made the guy. The guy had to sit there on hold throughout the whole lunch. Well, I was, I was gonna. I was gonna say during that whole thing that at least it was like solidarity. You two were like on hold together, although I'm sure it was quite awkward the whole entire time. I just looked at my phone the whole time, and he did stuff on the computer. I really do wonder, like, what are bankers doing? And, and maybe somebody can reach out to us that is a banker when there's not a, a, a person there. Because I never see any paperwork on their desk. Like, you go into any other office, there's paperwork, stuff they're doing. And they I did, did they just sit there and, like, play uh, Mind Sweep while they're waiting for somebody to walk in? Nice. Dating yourself. Very good. <laughs> free self. Ski free? Playing some ski free? <laughs> oh, ski free. Oh, ski free was great. Oh, I love that thing. I love that game so much. Windows ninety five for the win. Ninety five until the until the no matter no matter how far you went down the hill, that thing would come eat you. You could never make it. You know, it's like those arcade games. You can never win. They want you to keep putting quarters in it. Except for in this case, they just want to keep buying Windows. All right, one last uh, quick story: Amazon Prime going up in price, right? And people can lock in for the next few days. I think through what February fourteenth, you can lock in the. The lower price. I think it's the eight, right I think it's the eighteenth, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Okay. Yeah. So you you the way you do it around you work around and we have an article explaining it, but you do gift a prime and you just gift it to yourself. You can either pick. Uh, well, if you're if it doesn't expire before March 23rd, I believe you're going to get locked in at the old rate, so you don't really have to mess with it. But if your expiration comes up after that, then you will have to pay the higher 139 dollar rate. But you buy the gift of prime now at 119 dollars. You can set it to email it to yourself like the day before your uh, Prime comes up for renewal, or you could just get it now and, and put it in a folder in your email and save onto it. It depends on how well you are keeping track of stuff, I guess. But you will want to set yourself a reminder or go through chat and turn off auto renewal. Otherwise, set a reminder to cancel Prime like the day before it's supposed to auto renew, and then you would use the, the new gift of Prime. And you can do this for as many years as you want. If you want to buy five gift of primes you can use it for five years they shouldn't expire so i know a lot of people did that back when it was 99 dollars, and this was coming up yeah i was gonna say we i know a lot of people who did that i didn't do it but i probably should have but i was just putting things out for five years just not for me but uh there is uh, mark has the full instructions on the website we'll put a link in the description so you can uh 
see exactly how to do it and exactly how it works, but it's certainly a way to at least lock it in for the next year without too much hassle, without having to, to remember too much stuff. And uh, if you do use the link, it does help support the uh, show too if you click through from that article or ever click through from Amazon from our homepage or anywhere else. So we definitely appreciate anybody doing that. Side note, I just checked Bank of America and it is still locked. Oh, that delay is still going. I just, just wait, just wait, just keep waiting 20 minutes. <laughs> the rolling okay, 20 minutes. Okay, Ameri- American Airlines delay from Bank of America. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies, all of our social media. If you have any travel agent inquiries, despite me keeping screwing up Sean's stuff, asjoeflies.com. There's a form there you can fill out. What about you, Mark? Yeah, he's already working on the uh, Diamond Meetup on the cruise for next year, getting some details on that, so looking forward to it. You can find me eating stale air for lunch at a Bank of America branch near you or on Twitter at Detroit Mark. You can email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. How about you, Sean? Milestomemories.com for all of our posts, podcasts, videos. We have our MTM Vegas YouTube channel if you're into Vegas. And then for this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. You can find links to subscribe links to apply for cards, support the show, all of that good stuff. Joe's bio, pictures of all of us. You want to know what we look like? All of that at mtmpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you later. Bye. Never mind. I don't think it's good. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was no, trying to say. I whatever was you were to say, thinking think is in a mythical world that will never happen. No, yeah. I mean, I was trying to say that I think it's good. All right. Well, we will update Jet you Blue, on Jet the Uber situation, Bank of America. Yeah, exactly. John just wants to finish and you keep, we keep interrupting him. <laughs> Outtakes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? All right. He's got to no, go I mean, back to his cruise. You guys want to keep so going. No, no. Close it out. He's got to go cruise. Let's go.